We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Hello. Oh, man. You're tired. I'm so tired. Do you need some cocaine? You know what? I have some in my house. Oh, you should have taken some of that. <laughs> I don't have any, and I don't believe in drugs. I know you don't. From Nancy Reagan. Yeah. I read a whole thing about chronically following rules because you are definitely afraid of breaking the rules because you've been taught all your life that breaking a rule is life or death. So kind of what I talked about in therapy today. Oh, good. I mean, a part of it. Well, great. I wish Nancy Reagan had taught us how to all give good blowjobs. I know. You know? That would have really code. come in handy. If you don't know gentle listeners, because, you know, Ronald Reagan was an actor before he was right. a politician. So right. they were a Hollywood couple. Exactly. And if you don't know, um, Nancy Reagan was quite well known for being the throat goat. Notorious. Like the queen of the sloppy BJ. Oh, shit. She so, could take anyway. it deep. And then they turn their back on their friends dying of AIDS and are the worst, some of the worst people yeah, that ever lived. Like yeah, God. Anyway, welcome to Hot Drinks. Hi, I am Latter-day Twaint. I am Brother Jack Coffee. Um, Sister Twaint just took a nap after uh, a busy shift at work. Uh, yeah. And she's really trying to pull it together I got for home, the episode. I got home from uh, a trip yesterday. Oh, yeah. Work this morning. And um, it was very busy. <laughs> So, so we're going to work on getting the energy up. Right. We're going to work on it. So, great. Mm. Great. Mm. Uh, uh, hey, uh, uh, uh. Um, did you do anything for Pride? Because it's been like a month since we've recorded. <laughs> did I? I worked. Oh, I yeah. just worked. Was it busy? Um, It was maybe a tad busier than normal. Kay. We're off the beaten path of yeah, our brewery. True. We're yeah. in South Salt Lake. You're not like downtown somewhere where right. people would be walking. But we around. are straight down West Temple, but I don't know. People really like to come out of their way to come to this brewery because we do uh, wood fire. Pizzas. Wood oven. Pizzas. Pizzas. Yeah. One time we <laughs> went to your brewery and I ordered from you. You were working. Uh-huh. So myself and CJ and Christ and uh-huh. um, CK went and I ordered a club sandwich. The level crossing club sandwich. And I, what I got was the level club pizza. The level something. crossing pizza. Oh, there's no club in the name of the pizza at no, all. No. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize that. So the and it wasn't. It was like a, an expediter or someone who brought the food out. It right. wasn't you. Right. So she's like, and who, and you had the level crossing pizza. I was like, no, no. I had a club sandwich. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> But listen, we went back later and got that club sandwich, and it was goddamn delicious. It was really good. I love getting it. Listen, a club sandwich is uh, is so good. Yeah, just always eat one. But you're not going to make one for yourself. Do you know no, what I mean? Because no, no, you no. got to toast the bread. There's a couple right. different kinds of meat. There's bacon. <laughs> it's just a lot. Yeah. So you're not going to do that for yourself. You're not. You're going to order it at a restaurant so, and get a pizza instead. So we grew up making sandwiches. I grew up making sandwiches. And when we weren't poor... <laughs> this is a podcast about sandwiches. When we weren't poor, we'd have lettuce, tomato... Oh, okay. ...on it. When we were poor, it would just be bread and meat. Yeah. I mostly eat bread and meat sandwiches because I'm lazy. Okay. Well, I'm also kind of poor. Well, that's different. But I'm lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I My ex-wife Tish and I used to go to the lake every summer. She still does. 
you know, but we're divorced, so I don't go. <laughs> um, and we would go and sit down at the beach and read books, and she would always pack a turkey sandwich with lettuce and tomato. And nothing is better than a turkey sandwich that someone else made for you. Right, The right. greatest food on earth. Yeah. It was my favorite thing ever. So, anyway, no one makes sandwiches for me anymore. Hand me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, I thought you really need me to hand oh, you something. No. With barbecue potato chips. On the sandwich? No. Just next to it? Just on the side. Okay. And I'm in heaven, but... For me to eat that, for myself to choose that for myself in my own house would be like I'm a pauper. What? Why wouldn't you make that for yourself? That's so easy. Well, that's what I'm saying. When someone else makes it. When someone it, makes it, it's better. Like dishes, turkey, sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Were you listening? Well, this is a lot about sandwiches. <laughs> this is a lot of sandwich content. Your oh, sister's man. already turned the episode off. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, this episode's I think she turned it off a few episodes ago. <laughs> a year or so ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So... so- we we have we do a thing called I'm not going to give the whole history, but it was don't. called precum. It for was a called precum. There's is... like the same six people listening, so we don't need to Wait. give the history as though <laughs> there's a, a new person turning in. But we've come up with a new name for precum because precum is a little vulgar. We're gonna have to cut that when when I become when famous, becomes and, famous and when I when I'm on reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's based on a tweet that we reference a lot. Yeah. Will you read us the tweet? I shall. And it is one of the best tweets I've ever read. Yeah, we laugh We laugh about it daily. It is by Twitter handle Pigeon Cowboys. Great. <laughs> Life can be pretty cool because you can get a bagel, but there are also horrors. Yeah. So, so our new business segment... Business of the Pod is going to be called Bagels and Horrors. Bagels and Horrors. So, do you want to start with bagels or horrors? I have only a bagel. I okay, don't even let's have start a horror with today. Okay, let's start with bagels. So, I just came uh, home yesterday from a glorious <laughs> trip to Bend, Oregon to see my brother. My sister and I surprised him for his 40th birthday. I bet Bend is lovely this time of oh year. Oh, my God. I love Bend, Oregon. Oh, my God. There wasn't a day that wasn't just perfect weather right now um so yeah he works from home and so carrie and i sister vulva and i we flew in to redmond which is 15 20 minutes away excuse me and the redmond airport looks like it used to be a 7-eleven it's, <laughs> it's very small and um and then you drove through sisters and then uh I, we didn't drive through. We drove past sisters. I know you drive through sisters to get to. Yeah, you bend. remember sisters. The, I would sing that every time I drove through. <laughs> sisters, <laughs> sisters. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, we surprised him. Um. The second day I was there, he's like, "Wait a minute!" Like we were having a conversation, and my brother stopped mid sentence and was like, "Wait, wait!" I just remembered something. There's something I want to do with you and Carrie, sister. I want to do an escape room. And then we ended up doing three. <laughs> when you said you when you said you did multiple escape rooms, <laughs> I was laughing so hard. How were there so many in Bend? Bend is not a big town. Because there's one place that has like six rooms. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. all at the same place. Yeah. So that place got like 400 of your dollars this week. Yes. From the three of you. Okay. <laughs> yes. Were, I've never done an escape room. How were they? So, so fun. Carrie had never heard of an escape what? room. And we did it. And she was like, okay, we got to do it again. We got to do it again. Uh, and, 
Yeah. Why does your brother live in Bend, Oregon? Because his wife is from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. It's such, I, like, I, there are, there are a few, a handful of towns across the country that I just love with my heart and soul, and Bend, Oregon is one. I agree completely. It's in, like, it's not really mountainous, it's the high desert, but the Deschutes River runs through. Deschutes, right? Deschutes, yes. Mountains Um, are all around. On a clear day, you can see peaks all around you. And it is a little, it's kind of like a little artsy town. Like, it's, it's got a lot of, like cool restaurants and bars and lots of breweries like independent movie theaters and art museums and it's just a cool cool town it just is so fucking great and you are legally allowed to jump into the Deschutes wherever you from want from anywhere any time of year great and so we did that did you like did you like inner tube down the Deschutes or you not just jumped this time. in I did oh that. that you sent us that video of you jumping I, in I did that with my brother last summer um, but yeah, we wanted to jump in. Carrie had this idea. Let's all jump in because it's really cold still. I'm sure. Because it's just, you know, runoff. And uh, she said it sim- stimulates the, the vagus nerve. She she pronounces it vagus uh-huh. nerve, but that makes me feel funny. Um, so we did that and then we went went home. Was but, your vagus nerve stimulated? <laughs> like so stimulated. Really? And then we would, did an, an escape room. <laughs> In your wet clothes? No, no, we got we got changed first. But here's here's my other favorite thing about this trip. I love that you did it because I know you love your brother, and I uh-huh. think sibling time is classic. Yeah, I know yeah, you yeah. adore your nephew, so yes. you got some quality nephew time. I absolutely did. But what I love most about it is that you posted the photos on Instagram, and like twenty seven gentle listeners commented on how hot your brother was <laughs> and how hot his forearms are. And I don't know if they actually think he's hot or if they're just saying that because I say it because, all the time. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, they probably also think he's hot because he's a he's a handsome guy. He really he's is. a handsome dad. <clears throat> look, he's got a he's got a good like dad look going yes, on. Yes, yes. So anyway, I laughed so hard at everyone was like, "Look at those forearms." <laughs> Like, oh, like several so people who have probably never met each other. No. <laughs> but have just heard me be horny for your brother. Which I tried not to be weird about it while you were there. <laughs> he's super cute. But he's very cute. This has been the story of my life. Everywhere we go, since he was like seven years old, people would be like, your brother's so cute. And then once he hit puberty, people were like, your brother's so hot. Carrie and I, Carrie, Tommy and I... um, those are my siblings. We were in Chicago in 2002. The musical? No. Were you playing Roxy Hart? <laughs> no. Uh, in 2002, we met up in Chicago because Carrie lived an hour and a half away in one direction, and I lived an hour and a half away in a different direction, and my brother was there for something. And we were walking down the street, and some girl we passed went, Oh my God, he is so cute. Like, and this just happens to all the time whenever I'm with Tommy. Amazing. Yeah. He, he's very hot. He is very hot. Um, I do believe one night when I was drinking, I sent a text that said, tell your brother to take some slutty pictures. <laughs> yes. And then I said, if you're embarrassed, just ask Carrie to ask, ask him. Ask Carrie to <laughs> And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh, fuck. That's Why did I say that? Fine. It's fine. Okay, great. Good. That, that's it. That's all I that's got. That's your bagel. I'm sure I've got some horrors, but let's not, let's not focus let's on not that Let's not dwell. So my <laughs> bagel, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a pride journey. Okay. So there is a, it's a two-part bagel, let's say. So have you heard of Bike Athletic Company? 
No. Okay, so Bike Athletic Company started in the 1800s. What? They made they made jock straps, they made athletic gear. They were like the official sponsor of like NFL helmets for a while or whatever. Yeah. Then they closed in 2017. I was trying to find specifics on this, but the Wikipedia page is very vague. Uh-huh. They closed in 2017 and then they reopened in like 2021 or 2019 or something. Uh-huh. Still selling athletic apparel, but selling slutty athletic apparel targeted at the gays. Which, oh. so already, I, that's a bagel. Right, You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Just, a, just like a classic American. I mean, if if anyone listening to this is male and my age, which I know there's like one or two of you, <laughs> you probably wore like a bike jock when you played like t-ball in in when you were a kid. Right. Because, you know, that's the kind of things we did back in the 80s. Is oh. You would buy a jock for a child to play baseball. In. Right. Anyway, <laughs> but now they make slutty gay apparel, and I think it's wonderful. Okay. But the second, the the sort of cream cheese on this bagel. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that Broadway's Adina Menzel. Yes. Posted a promoted tweet, a promoted post from Bike Athletic on her Instagram. And you could get 20% off with code Adina. Hell yes. And I just thought, that's an ally. Thank you. That's Adina. an ally. Adina. She was like, this, let me give the slutty gays everything they want. Yeah. And um, I almost bought some slutty attire. And then I was like, I'm poor. And so I did. Okay. I have a story about Adina. Okay. So for those of you who don't know who the fuck we're talking about, um, she... First of all, why are you listening to this? Right. <laughs> she was like... Uh, she originally needed- she was Patrick Dempsey's girlfriend in Enchanted. This is the what? This, this is the worst. She's she's Elsa in Frozen. Oh, like yeah. this is the worst <laughs> way to describe her. Can you tell you how much you're I like hate Frozen? you're like if you don't know who Dina Menzel is, she did a commercial for Metamucil twelve years ago. You, I'm sure you'd remember it. But- she was also originated the role of Elphaba on Wicked in Wicked on Broadway, as well as originating the role of Maureen in Rent. Right. So, yeah. thank you for going for Patrick Dempsey's girlfriend but, in Enchanted. But I just knew that more people would go be able to see her face and go, "Oh yeah, that's well, who and that that's is. what's wrong with America." I know. <laughs> Although I do love Enchanted, great movie. Yeah, yeah, it great was fun. movie. Um, okay, so when I was engaged to my gay ex-husband, Gary. And if you don't know who her gay ex-husband, Gary, is, he did a play in high school where he played (laughs) Willie Loman. You'd probably remember him from that. Stop. Anyway, um, when when we were engaged uh, in 96, I believe that was the year that Rent debuted. Uh Uh-huh. And we had acquaintances in the BYU theater department who... We're going out, going out to New York to audition for things. And one of them was some gal. I think she was a smoot. Okay. And this was after Rent had opened and was a smash hit overnight, right? Right. Um, this girl ran into Adina Menzel on the subway. And she, this BYU girl, who was an acquaintance of, of my gay ex-husband, tells Adina... That she was offered the role of Maureen and turned it down because the character was a lesbian. <laughs> and apparently Adina Menzel was like, what? Why? Wait, why didn't you take the role? Why didn't you just take the role? So that's it. People are dumb. I, who knows um, how true that is, but that's, you know. The other thing you might know Adina Menzel, uh, that you may know her from. Yeah. Is when um, 
uh, John Travolta was introducing her at like the the Emmys or something, and or the Oscars, and he said, "Ladies and gentlemen, Adele Dazim." Why don't watch, 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 watch? Wait, have you never seen this? No. He like forgot how to say her name, and he called. I think he called her Adele Nazim. Not even close. Not even close. Um, we'll find it. We'll find Christ. it on the break. So, okay. So that's my bagel, Adina Menzel and Jockstraps. Oh my God. And then here's my whore. It's kind of a dumb whore, but I just need, I need your help, gentle listeners. Okay. I am a large man. I'm, you know, 6'5", like 275 probably. So I'm big. Okay. I am also poor. I do not know where to buy clothes. Okay. And I used to be so good at buying clothes. Okay. And I don't buy a lot of clothes because the job that I work at, like, I have a uniform I have to wear at work. And so, like, it doesn't really matter what I wear going in. Right, right, right. But, um, I, and I used to be, like, a clothes hound. Like, I, like, when I was in college, I worked at Banana Republic, which was right. when it was, like, the shit. It was And shit I always dressed to the nines. Yeah. And now, like, so I probably buy clothes, like, twice a year. I'll go online somewhere and I'll order, like, $300 worth of stuff and then I'll return 250 of it. You know, I'll just order a bunch of stuff just to try it on. So I just re- I just did that, got a haul from Old Navy during their Memorial Day sale or something. Okay. okay. And it it got here today most of it and I was trying it on and it it was it was just a bunch of t-shirts. <laughs> so I was like <laughs> as I tried them on I'd be like, "Well, this is another t-shirt in green." And then I would try one on and be like, "Well, this is a pink t-shirt." <laughs> And then try one on, which is fine. I don't mind wearing T-shirts. Like, that's typically what I wear just because, um, you know, I change clothes at work. So just something easy like that. But, like, I just would like some cute clothes. But, like, it's hard to find. Like, I already, it's hard to find clothes that are my size because right. of how large I am. And then to find things that are affordable and that are cute and that are. Because I still really like, I still really care about clothes and fashion. I just don't. That's just not where I choose to spend my money right now. Right. So the whore, so that's the whore, but I'm really putting it out there because I just want to know where are you buying the men in your life their clothes? Or if you're a man listening to this, where are, or do they, like, if you know a cute place to buy clothes that's like reasonably affordable. Yeah. Again, it doesn't need, I mean, literally the t-shirts from Old Navy were like $3 after all the discounts. So it doesn't have to be that cheap. It does not, no. You know, I'm also not spending, like, $45 on a t-shirt. So, like, if you could find your size at any store, what would it be? H&M? Like, what's your vibe? I mean, I do like a lot of H&M stuff. I just want something, like, I follow several TikToks that are sort of, like, get ready with me or kind of fashion TikToks. Mm -hmm. So I just would love something that felt a little more modern, a little trendy. But also, like, I'm 45, so I'm not – I don't need something, like, cutting-edge trendy. Exactly. But something that feels kind of relevant, you know, and kind of interesting. I tend to be a little, like – more preppy slash professorial. I used to love a good cardigan. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still love a good cardigan. They're just not as in style as much anymore. Are they not? So, like, casual professor kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. So, if you know of somewhere. I thought cardigans were timeless. I mean, they kind of are, but they're not. I don't think they're having as big of a moment right now as they... Like, they're sort of on the waning side okay. of fashion. Okay. Like, I don't think they'll ever be completely out. But Wow, that's hurtful. You just don't see men, especially. Like, maybe women's, I don't know, oh. our cardigans are. But anyway. The NBs love them. Oh, good. I love that for the NBs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I have one more quick bagel. Okay, good. So the Tony Awards were this Sunday. 
Okay, yes. Which I, I, nobody cares about but me. I, I was in Bend, but I did hear the good, the things that were lovely and good. Were well, reports. yes. So the thing that was really lovely about it was that there were two winners who were black, queer, non-binary actors Amazing. who won. Fucking amazing. Uh, the first one was Alex Newell, who is in a musical called Shucked, which is about corn. Alex Newell was on the Glee Project and was on Glee and then was on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I swear I talked about him like two weeks ago. I love Alex, Alex Newell. Newell. Um, and then the other oh. one is an actor who I did not know named Jay Harrison Gee, who um, I cannot remember. Oh, who is in Some Like It Hot. And they both won... I think they both won Best Actor, but it was kind of weird because both of them used they, them pronouns, and I'm sure I just used he when I was talking about Alex. Oh. But um, they both won in the actor category. But anyway, it was just lovely. Because I just think in the world where, you know, like, especially trans and non-binary people are under so much attack, like, it was just lovely to watch the Tonys, which are always so gay because Broadway is just so super gay. Right, right. Um... And then to see two people win and sort of be celebrated in the room and people were, you know, losing their minds for them is great. Hell so, yes. Hell yes. I hope what it does is makes, I mean, what would be nice, like this is, you know, we also, we want people to just survive, but it would be nice if award shows would start, would kind of look at that whole idea of like best actor and best actress and why are we differentiating them? Right. You know, why is a woman's performance different than a man's performance and what, and, and why do these performers who don't fit in either binary have to like choose one to put themselves in oh. to, to run, oh, you yeah, know? That's a fucking tough one, dude. I maybe, maybe Alex won for best actress. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, oh no, he, they won for best featured actor in a musical. Okay. And then anyway, all right, that's all. Okay. Love so, it. love it. Uh, if you remember a month ago, we did a great episode. You should go listen to it again. I think it was three and a half weeks ago. Great. Uh, it was called the top five things that are none of our business. Yeah. And we had some good ones. It was a hit. It was a hit. The filibuster, not your business. <laughs> It was a hit. And by it was a hit, we mean we thought it was really funny. <laughs> exactly. So this week, we're putting a little twist on it, aren't we, Sister Twain? We are. We are doing the top five things that are our business. The top five things that our, wait, that, that are, are our, our business. business. That's hard to say if you're from Utah. Because t- in Utah, we just say the top five things that are our, our business. Uh, yeah, yeah. Top five are, things are, that are our business. Are our business. The top five things that are our business. The top right. five things. Things right. we sell that are on sale. Like that would be another <laughs> yeah, Utah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the top five selling items that are on sale. <laughs> the top five things that are our business. Top five things we fill when we're in a field. <laughs> top five <laughs> things we fill when we're filling a bucket in a field. <laughs> okay, so the top five things that our that are <laughs> our, our business. business. It really is hard for me to say. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break for us. I'll show you Adele Dazine. Oh my God. And then we'll be right back. Okay, bye. Adele Nazine. <laughs> you weren't lying. No. Holy shit. He's also just like, he's such already such an interesting character <laughs> because he was like sexy Danny Zuko and now he like wears a wig and, and makeup and yeah. is probably gay and probably has been closeted his whole life. Right, right. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. just a little bit feels like a mess of a person. And yes. so, 
when he says, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the wickedly talented Adele Nazim. And then like runs away. It's kind of sad. As soon as it came out of his mouth. It's also it's akin to the moment at the Oscars where um I think it was Liza Minnelli was like just lost her mind and was like, Gladiator. Do you remember that one? Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so oh the top five things that are our business. I hope this is interesting to everybody. Well, okay. I mean, we've never worried about that before, so, so why start now? So here's what we're gonna do for okay. the first one. Okay. I want everyone who's listening, I'm going to do a moment of silence so that you can try to guess what my first one is. Okay. Moment oh, of silence I beginning now. <laughs> Sister Twain's f- number one first. You're talking during the moment of silence. Thing. No, I know. I'm, it hasn't started yet. Oh, okay. Um, the first thing on my list of things that are my business. If you're thinking, what is her business? Yeah. What are you thinking of? Okay, moment of silence begins now. Yeah. Okay, yes, you're right. It is everyone's marriage. Everyone's marriage. <laughs> that is your business. <laughs> because look, the more people get married, the more you are perpetuating a lie, number one. Okay, what's the lie? Patriarchy, number two. Um, that... Uh, marriage works. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, patriarchy, number right. two. Right. Um, and you are literally just signing your life over to someone and shackling yourself to them because of how traditional marriage still is. Even though we're waking up, even though we're in the age of Aquarius, like literally. Mm-hmm. People are still getting married. I don't understand why people think that that is a thing that's going to work for you. But what about people who are in love? What does that have to do with marriage? <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with marriage? I'm just going to say things to just antagonize. Oh my god! You knew it would. I knew, I, I knew it would. You knew it would. Um, bagel. What? Yeah. Marriage is a bagel. No, that you knew. That oh, it would. okay. But because marriage is a horror. Marriage is a horror. What if? Okay. Um. But so it's your business because you want to know why everyone is still married. Because everyone needs to stop. You're perpetuating. Are you a saying cycle. everyone who is already married should get a divorce, or Absolutely. just no one should, or just that no one should get married yes, anymore? Yes, that too. So both. Yes. Okay. So you're like, yes, we want sensible gun reform, and yes, we're taking your guns away. Because that's how I feel about guns. Yes. You know when they're like, oh, we, no one wants to take your guns. We just, I'm like, no, we do. No, I yeah. actually do. <clears throat> right. I actually don't want any of you to have them. Right. Exactly. Okay. okay. Um. So, so, so don't get married, and also, if you are married, get a divorce. Yeah. It's, so it's what you're perpetuating in your society, in your community, and in your home with your kids, especially. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I think marriage is. L- uh, a lazy way to be committed to someone. And I think that it is a crutch for people who who don't want to do the work of actively choosing your partner. You just want to get married, be done. Okay, I have a partner. I will just coast. But what if someone's on Instagram oh, and they're really cute? <laughs> they're like a really cute couple. Then great. Then, Go be cute. You what do you if you if you aren't married, does that make you not cute? I mean kind of. Why? I'm just kidding. I mean <laughs> just married men are very fuckable, so fair. So fair. there's that. 
Okay. Let's... So so just they should just get a divorce, but just stay like living together. You're not saying everyone should separate. Like you could still stay oh, living with sure. that person. Yeah. 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 But just dissolve the marriage. Right. Yeah. When <clears throat> we have a mutual acquaintance who told me that once she and her husband decided to split, they immediately became friends again. Now they did divorce. I don't know who you're talking about. But it's it's fine. You don't need to know. Um, but to all right. of a sudden, their relationship became more aware, more conscious, um, and they found their friendship again. Just think about that. Just think about that. <laughs> I, um... What? I love how passionate you are I'm about so this. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> no, I love how passionate you are about this. Because I don't really care. Um... If people get married or not. But it is weird. Part of the problem. (laughs) It is weird how baked into, like, government and money and taxes and property. Yeah, it is very weird how baked into capitalism it is when it should have nothing to do with capitalism. Right, right, right. Like, that you get, like, tax breaks, you know? (laughs) You know, or that you, like... That, like, you can share your insurance with someone you're married to, but not... I mean, I guess in, uh, more and more in the modern world, you right. can also share your insurance with a partner or someone you live with or whatever that doesn't necessarily have to be legally married to you. Uh-huh, but it uh-huh. is just weird that we've made all these rules about right. it. Right, right, Um Because marriage is a great tool for patriarchy and capitalism. That's, that's true. And so they give you, they give you perks. Yeah, that's you know, true. And for, for those women listening, I guess there's one or two women, just JK, and 99% <laughs> of you are women. Um, and you're thinking to my, yourself, well, I'm a feminist. Even though I'm married, like, I'm a feminist. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm aware that, you know, patriarchy is bad. Your marriage is based on a patriarchal system. Yeah. Take a few steps back and really look at it and ask yourself what the fuck you're doing. It kind of reminds me, maybe this is a bad example, but it kind of reminds me of a tweet that you and I and Courtney were discussing. I feel like Courtney's like the third invisible third guest on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like always. we always talk about her. I know. But there I've was... talked about both of you so much during my trip. Oh, that was annoying. <laughs> I talked about you guys during therapy today. Anyway, um, <laughs> there was a tweet and I don't know who it was and I, you know, whatever, but just a person saying... My bishop has asked me to speak on inclusivity um, for LGBTQ members in during Pride oh, Month, yeah. and send me your best, you know, suggestions, articles, you know, whatever. Right. And so many, and so many people were like, "Oh, this is so great! Oh, I love your bishop!" And then that it was, it was like the worst cross section of everything because oh. it was, it was the people that were like, "This is so wonderful! We need more of this!" And yeah. then, then there were the people that were like, "Your bishop is a fallen." man and he <laughs> shall be he shall be chained to the fires of hell on the last days you know from all the details and stuff but really i just was like you can't include lds you cannot include queer people in the lds church because the basis of the lds church the fundamental beliefs of the lds church yeah. exclude queer people yeah and, and treat queer people as second class citizens. Uh-huh. Like the key, one of the key tenets of Mormonism is marriage in the temple, which queer people are not allowed. Right. So there, you, there's nothing you can do or say or a primary song or a cute story about Carolyn Pearson you can share uh-huh. that will make queer Mormons included. Absolutely because not. Because at the end of the day, it's just like, it's like 
you know, CJ will say when someone messages her and is like, you need to get out of Utah. If you came to California, the church is so oh different. My and CJ says like, oh, cool. So women can be the state president yeah, where yeah. you are? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It's not cool or different. Right. Like the fundamental core of it. So you're saying that about marriage. That's what I'm the saying. The fundamental core of it is so broken that there's no way to support it in a healthy, right. normal now, way. Now, let's, uh, now, if you're feeling bad about yourself because Twain is disappointed in you for being married... <laughs> Um, just uh, all I'm asking is that you just like take a step back and look at what you're really doing. Like, is this partner you're with like someone you really want? Like what you're doing with your partner right now, is it something you want to be doing till you die? Uh, here's a question I have for you. Uh, we could do a whole episode about this, okay, I feel like. Okay, okay. What about people who are married, who recognize that it's bullshit but are remaining married because it's baked into our society system so much. And so it makes more sense financially, taxes, insurance. I absolutely get it. Okay. I absolutely get it. Right. So if you and your partner, your married spouse partner, your spouse. We're not, which that is the gender neutral term. Yeah. If you don't want to say husband or wife, the right. gender neutral term is your married spouse partner, your married partner, <laughs> your spouse. Your spouse. <laughs> That's the term. That's the preferred term. In the queer community. There so, is an acronym for that. We'll, come, yeah, the, we'll figure it out. MSPMPS. <laughs> your married spouse partner, married look, look, partner, your spouse. Look, I get it. It's, so it's the MSPMPYS. Because <laughs> it's really that your spouse at the end that's key. Right, yeah. It's just what you choose for you. Like, I get that we can't all say... Well, I hate capitalism, so I'm not participating. Right. It's literally impossible. Right. Like we live in a capitalist right. society. Right. Now, it's yeah. like getting married isn't as as baked in as capitalism, but it's still pretty baked in. Right. You still get to choose whether or not you and your romantic partner get married. Your but married let's say spouse partner. Your married spou- partner, married your, spouse. your spouse. So let's say you're already married and you're like, yeah, and I don't really know what to do about it. So <laughs> this is why this is your business. So <laughs> Let's say you're married and you're like, I don't know what to do about it. (laughs) And you're like, well, this is my business, so I will tell you. Just have some conscious and aware conversations that are real with each other and ask yourself, what are we doing? Yeah. And are we doing what we're doing because we're married or because we are choosing each other? Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah, like I get. Unless like, you're really cute and you have a good Instagram, then you then just you should. And keep you have going. and the and the the if there's a woman in a spouse married partner spouse. Yeah, and you which have, is the gender term. If you want to use a gender term, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. The term is a is a woman married spouse partner. <laughs> right. Married partner, your spouse. Your spouse, and you have long blonde hair and you wear a wide brimmed hat. It's hard to not get to not be married. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, wow, does is Twain may have lost us some listeners. So my number one, Your number speaking one of marriage, yeah. <clears throat> my number, the number one thing that's my business is uh, what your husband looks like naked. <laughs> and I want to be clear. Yeah. Do not send me pictures of your naked husband uh-huh. unless he has consented, and then by all means right. send all. Right. I mean, maybe give me a warning. You know, don't just like pop him into my DMs. It might surprise me. Oh. But um, you, but you know. I mean, I, I just feel like this is all stuff I've talked about before. I have never, there is not a single man on earth that I have had a conversation with that I haven't thought about what he looks like naked. <laughs> right. Not a single one. Right. Um, 
And and yeah, I agree. Husbands are hotter for some reason because mm-hmm. we're conditioned by patriarchy and by capitalism yeah. to find husbands hotter. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I want to know what your husband looks like naked. That's your business. It's my business. Because... With his active and enthusiastic right. consent, of course. And you're talking about husbands in hetero marriages. No, I want to know what your gay husbands look like naked, too. Oh, okay. I just feel like that one I'm more likely to find on my own. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. The gays are less shy about <clears throat> right. sharing the photos. Exactly. Having the secret, so selfish. Having the secret, you know, Instagram account. Right. Having a secret OnlyFans. Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the gays are much less... So, yeah, if you're gay, I will... I it's more likely that I will find a picture yes. of your husband naked. Yes, yes. Um, with his active and enthusiastic consent. Or I'll right. message him and say, do you want to send me a naked picture? And he'll be like, yeah. And then he'll send it. Because that's also a thing that gays do. And, <laughs> I know. Without so even great. a thought. No, not no, not a thought. Yeah. Um, I've sent nudes to strangers, to, to <laughs> friends yeah. who, with whom I've had no romantic interest whatsoever. Exactly. So, so anyway... So, yeah, ask your husband if he wants to take some slutty pics for me. And, then, and if you're embarrassed, <clears throat> have Carrie ask. And then, <laughs> Sister Volda, and then if you send it, make sure you say, I'm sending this with A-A-E-C. Active and enthusiastic consent. Yeah. Yeah, because here's the thing. What I don't, I don't like, I don't like when people take, like, creeper pics, you know, when they're like, look at this hot guy that I saw you know, on oh, the yeah. bus. Like, I'm yeah. like, no, that's creepy. Like, don't don't take pictures of strangers without their consent. Yeah. Even though I have done it in the past. But I have <laughs> repented of my ways. <laughs> it's just not, it's kind of weird <clears throat> and inappropriate, especially if you're sharing it with other people. Right. And I also don't think that if, I, I'm just getting all my rules about nudes out here. But if okay. someone sends me nudes, I don't think that there is an implied consent for me to show those to other people, you know? Like if someone's like, oh, my God, you've seen him naked, you know, show me. Yeah, yeah. No, I won't. Right. I think that's weird. Uh Now, if the nudes are on a publicly available website, then, yes, I will share them with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no. So anyway, now this just feels weird and creepy. Well. But yeah, that's my business, what your husband looks like naked. You know what was creepier? All the stories that I told about. That's true. About nudity. Being naked. Yeah. What's your number two? My number two is um, whether or not you're flirting with me. That is my business. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. fucking tell me. <laughs> I, like, I know that sounds so unromantic, but how helpful would it be if someone was like, I'm flirting with I'm you flirting now. With and then began to flirt. Right. Because so what, helpful. Because what typically happens <clears throat> is people will flirt and flirt and flirt. And no one says anything, and so the other person just assumes they're not interested, and then they move on. And then, anyway, if you're flirting with me... (laughs) What typically happens is, (laughs) then this long, rambling sentence about, like, and then you stop talking, and then on Tuesday, you see each other at lunch, but you, like, smile, but, like, don't really... And then, then um, that's what typically happens, yeah. Um, So, yeah... It is, yeah, if, if, if you're flirting with me and nothing has happened, it's because I probably don't understand you're flirting. Right. right. So let me know. Is and this then, a universal experience or do you think some people just get flirting and they like know when people are doing it and they're good at doing it? I think some people do. I don't know. Like, I think some people, like, that's kind of their personality. <sighs> like, it's a game to them. I don't know. My emotions are not a game. Neither are mine. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm a Capricorn moon. We, I'm a Cancer moon. Oh, I want to get in my fucking crab shell. <laughs> we want people to come up to us and say, I'm flirting with you now, but it's because I have a flirty personality, so I don't want it to go anywhere, but I want to flirt because I'll enjoy it. Right. Great. I'll that flirt back. That is awesome. Right. Or you come up and say, I'm flirting with you now because I'm testing the waters and I'm kind of interested. Great. Great. Let's do it. All right. But just saying nice things to me, fuck you. No. Fuck you. Don't, don't be kind to me. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay. In 2023, no. That's it. What's okay. your number two? I I just want to give a give a give a clap for your number two. Oh, thank An you. An applause because it's agreed. Because in my mind, not I have never flirted or been flirted with in my life. In my head. Okay. I don't think that's tr- like logically. I don't think that's true. Right. There have probably been times when people have been flirting with me. Uh-huh. I've been on dates with people where they seemed interested in me, so they were probably flirting. I don't have any idea. It's so crazy. I don't know any the of mental that. Mental gymnastics that we do. So, if you're flirting with me, tell me. <laughs> I Y F. <laughs> don't make me M T M. F me M T. <laughs> the letter me. All right. The number two thing that's my business, yeah. and then I think we should take a break. I need water. Is chicken wings. You love them? I fucking love a chicken wing. Have you had the garlic parmesan wings from Trolley Wings? No, but I should go get them. Bitch! Listen, when I eat a good plate of chicken wings, <laughs> like, I feel, I see the face of God. <laughs> like, I feel the spirit. I am like, God, this is the best. What's your go-to flavor? Okay, so like this buffalo? is... No, I don't actually love buffalo flavor. I'm fine with it, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Okay. Um, my the current my current favorite wings, and this is embarrassing to admit, are these frozen wings you can buy at Costco. Hell and yes. And they come with Chipotle barbecue Costco sauce. Costco fucking rules. They bro. they also sell them at Target, but they're like ten times as expensive because even at Costco they're expensive. Okay. But you just cook them in the air fryer, throw a little, toss them with that barbecue sauce. Yeah. See the face of God. <laughs> what I what is also my business uh-huh. is don't put wings on your menu if they're shit. Like, if I'm going to order wings from your restaurant and, like, the sauce isn't great or, like, they're not crispy, they're kind of flabby and soggy, don't fucking bother. Uh, Don't do that. Yeah. Don't, just stop it. That must be, like, a, well, I guess we should put wings on the menu. Right, like, it'll, I often fall trapped to this when I'm, like, door dashing pizza or something. Yeah. I've probably had a drink or two. And then I'm like, oh, they have wings. I should get some wings, too. And then the wings come and they're just shit. Yeah. I don't want your shit wings. We don't have time for that. No. Have you been to Trolley Wings? I think so, yeah, so but it's have, been a while. They have a vegan selection of wings. Okay. They have a boneless That's selection not, of none wings. Of my, those, those, neither one of those are any of my business. Okay, you like bones. Oh, God, yes. Because okay. they're chicken nuggets otherwise. I, well, a few... Don't call them boneless wings. They're chicken nuggets. A few weeks ago, I was stoned at my house, and my son Timothy had ordered wings from Trolley Wings and said, hey, I'm not going to eat these garlic Parmesan ones. And I'm mm. like, no, I'm fine. And then I got, and then the the cannabis really hit. I can picture you eating these wings. Because I know what you look like when you're not hungry, but then you eat something anyway. And you you eat like Natty Gan was just given a bowl of beans after being on the back of that train for six months. Listen, there is a little girl inside of me who grew up poor in Louisiana. Right. My brother and sister, we talked about this. They don't remember us being very hungry. Or my maybe it was just my brother. We went through a time when we were very were you, hungry. You're the oldest, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you probably lived through more of the lean years. Yeah, probably. Or they were they were or young more enough mem- that... Yeah, memorable for me. They, have, they were young enough that, right? that it's not as clear to yes, them. Yes, so. yes. And, and side note, we had some lean years when we lived 
in Baton Rouge and I was a uh, in eighth grade and, and ninth grade. And my hips had gone from straight at 13 to ready to have triplets at 14. They don't lie. And my anytime I would go into the kitchen to find something to eat, I was always hungry. Yeah. Because your um, body was... My mom would cha- go, yeah. are you sure you should be eating yeah. something right yeah. now? Your hips are getting really big. Right. Yeah. As though that was all fat. Right. That wasn't your body changing just, just from a yeah from a child it body to a woman's opening body. Opening up yeah. so I could push them out. And you know what? I did. You I did. did do that. And you stayed tight. <laughs> so fist bump. Let's take a break. And Let's get, get some you some water. water. Okay. And then when we come and back... order wings. Oh, God. Should we order wings? Oh, fuck. I'm poor. I'm We're back with my aggressive cat. I love her so much. I, I love She's an aggressive such a cat. Brat. Uh, uh, uh. All right, we're on number three. We're on number three. We're talking about things that are our business. Yeah. Okay. Not things that are not our business. So, we talked about those last week. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna... Like diva cups. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about that one. Okay. Number three. Are you gonna go first, or did you want me to go? She was fine. I know, but she was between us. I couldn't get the <laughs> microphone to you because she was in the way. Okay. <clears throat> Number three for me is if you voted for Trump either time, uh-huh. I need to know. Yeah, that's true. I need to know because that is going to tell me who you are. Yeah. Or maybe who you were four years ago. Right. And we need to talk about where you're at now. Yeah. Wait, when did, was it 2020? Oh, my God. So, no, it was seven years ago that we elected Trump. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, And we just need to have a conversation about that. Like, if you want to be a part of my life, just divulge it. Come clean. Yeah. And let's talk about where you're at right now. Ah! Because. That was my cat. cat Biting your head. Biting my scalp. Not not anything to do with Trump. That was like a Trump (laughs) jump scare. Um. So, yeah. What if he goes to prison or dies? That would be amazing. Think of how fun that will oh, be. So fun. If he dies, that'll be the funnest day on Twitter. Because we... so far, the funnest <laughs> the funnest day so far in the history of Twitter was the day he got COVID. The most fun day on Twitter. <laughs> that we had a similar day a couple weeks ago when I think it was his indictment. Also, Cracker Barrel had fallen. Did, were you in part of the Cracker Barrel? No. So what? Listen, there there's a there's a type of people, and I am one of them, and our friend CJ is another one, who we are perpetually online. So we know every meme and every dumb joke, and we have we know them all the day they happen. Okay, okay. And then you see them three weeks later on a reel. Right, right. So um there was a conservative politician or something, I don't even know who he was, who quote tweeted a tweet from Cracker Barrel because Cracker Barrel tweeted something like, like basically like an inclusion and diversity tweet. Like we love all of our customers of all shapes and sizes and, you know, kind of a pride tweet, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like gays come suck dick in our dining room. You know, it was a very like very innocuous neutral message of just like everybody's welcome at Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Yeah. And a Republican tweeted it and said, I never thought the day would come. Cracker Barrel has fallen. Oh my, the fall we, of Cracker Barrel. And so, and so, you can just imagine the joy of Twitter <laughs> that we're like, that we're like, right, like, my dear Martha, 
I hope to return from the war soon, but the Cracker Barrel barrel has fallen. You know. Anyway, so that was a good day. But yeah, when Trump dies or gets COVID again or goes to prison, those will be fun days. He has been like, like I don't know the words, but like thirty. There's thirty seven separate charges against him right now. Yeah. And history made. Yeah. I don't think we have anything else to say about I that. I don't think so either. What's your number three? So my number three thing that is my business, and this is really every gay's business, but I want to say it out loud. Obscure female characters serving cunt. That is our business. Oh, like me. Like you? Just in my day-to-day. No, well, this is more, I'm thinking more, well, no, it doesn't have to be fictional, but I'm. But it's like. No, I know. I know you're saying fictional. Yeah, so it's like, um. Like, Jennifer Coolidge is a great example, except that now she's gone very mainstream. She has. Because of the gays, because we did that. Right, you did. But, like, we loved her from when she was in Legally Blonde 2, and she said... Oh, it makes me want a hot dog Makes me want a hot dog real bad. Yeah, Yeah. you look like the 4th of July, you know? Or, like, (laughs) um, uh, Lisa Kudrow's series where... Oh, shit, now I've forgotten the name. You know the series where she's the actress Victoria Cherish? No. Anyway... See that it's my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but also your remember, none of my business is remembering character names. Uh-huh. So, Ali Stroker, <laughs> who was on the Glee Project and then was the first Tony winner to win, who was in a wheelchair because she was in o- the Oklahoma that Fox on Broadway a while ago. Anyway, she's my business, okay. Ali Stroker. Yeah, 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 you don't, you don't have no idea who she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But what really made me think of this is um, Disneyland for the <clears> first <throat> time this year had a Pride Night, like an after hours Pride Night event. Um, which I have mixed feelings about already because Disney is like the the king and queen of queer baiting. Um, uh-huh, yeah. Do you know the name of the cow in the Disney characters? Like with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, there is a cow. Do you know her name? The only reason I know is because you posted it on your story. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you would not have known otherwise. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I forgot I posted this. <laughs> but this is what reminded me of it is there's a video of a parade at the Pride Night and Clarabelle the cow, which is her name, which I, of course I knew. Clarabelle. Because gay people know obscure female characters who serve <laughs> cunt, like Clarabelle. Yeah. There's a video of Clarabelle dancing down Main Street and just <laughs> boots the house down. Wigs are snatched. Oh, my God. It, I mean, she is, <sighs> she is just serving. And, and literally, literally the gays in the... Because I saw it posted from like 27 different angles because every gay that was there posted it. Uh-huh, yeah, and, yeah. And the gays in the audience were literally like, Yes, God, Clarabelle! Yes, God! <laughs> Mother, mother, and I just thought that's our business. I love it. We love an obscure female character. Um, Megan Stalter. Uh huh. Yeah. Hi, gay. Right, but like she was obscure for oh, yeah. a long time, and I, yeah. I found her in her obscurity because of you. Yeah, we because yeah. we made her. <laughs> anyway, I mean, she made herself because she's very funny and very talented. But, right, right. But it is interesting because. It is people like, I mean, this is this is not just gay culture, this is internet culture, but like people like Jennifer Coolidge who probably would have kind of remained, I mean, lots of people knew her as like a funny character actress or whatever, mm-hmm. but like people like her that like, like the gays like worshipped her, worshipped her. And then she had a high profile project like White Lotus, and so we could just like explode all over the right, screen. Right, right. Just come all over the screen right. with, our, with our joy and admiration. Exactly. And so then everyone was like, oh yeah, she's great. I love her. But it's like... Yeah, we we knew her when. You know what's weird is that Catherine O'Hara has come in and out of obscurity. I almost put her down as an example because before she was Moira Rose, 
was, in, unless you were kind of an actory person or like a Christopher Guest person, you probably, I mean, you've seen her in Beetlejuice, but like you didn't really know who she was. Right. But the gays from day one have been like, yes, mava. Right. You know, to right. Her. But I would like to clarify that I saw her in Beetlejuice in 88, 89, whenever that came out. Uh huh. And then <clears throat> at the same time, some channel on cable decided to start playing reruns of Second City, which was the oh. Canadian, like, yeah. um, like SNL. SNL. Kind of. Yeah, which she was a regular on. Ooh. And all her stuff. And so um, she's never been obscure to me, but whenever I've always known um, that whenever I say I really like Catherine O'Hara, that people will be like, I'm sorry, who is that? And then yeah. I have to say, well, she was the stepmom right. in Beetlejuice she, or whatever. She played uh, Patrick's, Patrick Dempsey's girlfriend in Enchanted. <laughs> but now she's Moira Rose and but everyone knows who she Catherine is. the reason Catherine O'Hara has always been my business leads uh-huh. me into my fourth one. Great. Go for it. Redheads. <gasps> those are your business. That is my fucking business. Your, those are your business. Right. Lucille Ball. Your business. And Margaret. Your business. Um, Maureen O'Hara. Your business. Do you know who that is? No. She was the mom in the 1960s Parent Trap. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. That feels, see, that, there are some gays out there yeah, that. Who, who know and love her <laughs> for serving cunt <laughs> in Parent Trap. And she really did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, and Catherine O'Hare. Any redhead woman, I don't know why it's such an identity thing, I guess because we're the most rare hair color. And it, it's weird because you don't have red hair, famously. Just kidding, you do. I just, oh I just thought it'd be funny oh if you were to, if redheads were your business, and then you were like, and my hair is silver. So, wow, that's just really you really got me. You really triggered me there. Jessica Chastain, she's okay, your business. Yeah. Um, Bryce What's the one that looks like Jessica Chastain? Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Your business. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So when I see a redhead, um, who is um an actor. Right. I'm immediately, I immediately latch on to it. Um, so, yeah, if I'm out in public and I see someone with red hair, I immediately turn my head. And I can tell if it's natural. Okay. Um, That's like gays. That's what gays do. <laughs> we see the other gays. And we can tell if it's natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when, you know how when you walk your dog, it notices other dogs? Yeah, that's When exactly you walk your gaze, we notice when the other gays. When you walk your gaze. But yeah, but even more so when I see... If you're cold, they're cold. When I... Bring your gaze inside. But even even more than all of that, a redheaded child. Mm -hmm. I want to kidnap. Just kidding, just kidding. I have a redheaded child. Scrub that. Kind of. Kind of. She was very redheaded when she was Right, right, right. No. Um, Yeah, well, flag that for scrubbing by your manager. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but when I see a redheaded child... Academy Award nominee wants to kidnap redheaded children (laughs) is the headline. When I see a redheaded child, it's like a record scratch in my head. (laughs) And I have to stop and look at the child Uh and check with the mom and dad and see if they have red hair. Right. They typically don't. Right. Isn't that something? Well, it's recessive. My mother was the only redhead out of five kids, two brunette parents, and my mom's a twin. Twin didn't have red hair. Wow. Look at me. She's your business. Look at me now. I even had a redhead. Uh, I have two questions slash comments about redheads. Okay. Number one, my, because I have a daughter who is a redhead. She's more of a darker auburny head now. But but in the category. In the category. Yeah. 
she is resistant to all medication. No medication has any effect on her. Uh, this is a thing. Tisha tells me that this is a thing. Yes. That redheads genetically sometimes are immune, like are resistant to medication. Yeah. What medications are you resistant to? Well, I will say this. <clears throat> that it took me about a decade of trying weed, not regularly, but a few times a year, for it to do anything to me. Oh, see, that gives me hope. Because <laughs> I hate weed. Oh, right, yeah. Um, okay. Okay, and then when I, ha- I had epidurals with all four of my kids, uh-huh. um, and um, barely took the edge off. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then let's see what else. So I've been taking Adderall since I got my ADHD diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Not really noticing a, a ton. How much? What dosage are you on? It's in my purse. I we don't can know. talk about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's my other question about redheads. Okay. I hear uh, orange cats are really dumb. Do you know anything about this? I do not. Uh, okay. <laughs> I want my next cat to be orange. I like an orange tabby here. Yeah, because yeah. everyone says that orange cats have like two brain cells. <laughs> and they're also very affectionate, apparently. Aww. They're just big, dumb lumps. Yeah. And that's what I want Aww. next. So anyway, okay, those were my two that's questions. That's great. Okay. Okay, here's my number four. The number four thing that's my business is the way in which you walk down the aisle in the grocery store. It is my business. <laughs> because you need everyone First of to all, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. This is mostly directed at men, although sometimes women and sometimes non-binary people. Just kidding, I don't know. Oh, but yeah. it's mo- but like when you're in the aisle in the grocery store, be aware that you are not in your own kitchen. <laughs> or or your own private grocery store that's open Be aware just for you. that you are pushing a large metal cart in front of you. Uh-huh. And I can't get around you because you're moving so goddamn slow. <laughs> and then you stopped in the middle of the aisle uh-huh. to decide which poppy seed dressing you wanted. <laughs> First of all, Brianna's is the one you want. Second of all, get the fuck out of my way. Third of all, if you are using your shopping cart... As a mobility assistance device, yeah. please stay home. Unless you actually have a disability and need a mobility assistance device. Uh-huh. But if you are just a tired, old, white lady, right. Mormon white lady uh-huh. in capris yeah. with the varicose veins in the legs <laughs> oh my God. And, the, and the shirt and the curly hair and you just look exhausted and you're just leaning on uh-huh. that shopping cart yeah, for yeah, your yeah. life. Right. It's holding up your weight uh-huh. as it is. you stumble down the aisle yeah. to buy... Some hamburger helper for your sexless marriage <laughs> to your to your high priest husband. And the only thing connecting you to reality oh. is your full body weight on the arms of that <laughs> shopping cart as you stumble along. Right. That is my business. That is. And get the fuck out of my way. And you know, it all starts with marriage. <laughs> I mean, it really does. Yeah. But like, now listen, I want to be very clear. If you... If you use a mobility assistance device, I love that for you. Right. <laughs> and if and if you actually need the support of, you know, if you normally use like a walker or something, but in the grocery store you're using a shopping cart instead, great. I love that for you. But you can tell uh-huh. when someone is just a tired old white man, tired old man. Yeah. And he's just leaning on the cart and he's just stumbling down the aisle like right. the walking dead. Right. Like, get yes. the fuck out of my way. Right, right. 
Oh, it, so I not, it so much. Not in a grocery store, but I notice, I, I notice it in, in other places more so than the grocery store. Um, for example, once I was pouring drinks for a private event once. Uh-huh. And I am the only table serving drinks. And there are two men who already had their drinks standing right in front of the table having a conversation. Right. Right. While other people are like, where do I come up to get my drink? Right. Right. And I was just like, oh, my God. Listen, I could do a whole episode about that. I know. I know. And I'm sure I've talked about it on here before. <laughs> yeah. But no one, no one is as oblivious to the space they take up in the universe as, like, older right. men. Yeah. N nobody. Nobody. And older, cis, straight probably white men probably they have never had to think about the space they take up in the room they right. have never had to wonder about if a space was for them right and so they just live in a big giant block of like obliviousness uh -huh. and expect everyone else to go around them. yeah whereas anyone who's been in any sort of marginalized community has always learned to be aware of like is this space for me am Hyper i safe aware. in this space yeah do how much space am i taking up am i drawing right. too much attention right. to myself and right. so so then when you aren't maybe having those thoughts run through your head, you still have that moment of being aware of how you fit into that space. Right. Anyway, I just, <clears throat> just don't, don't bring your husband to the grocery store. Just don't leave him home. He doesn't want to be there. Uh -huh. Um, and don't, um, don't bring your kids unless you have to. Unless if you're you a single to. mom and you have to, right. then my heart goes out to you because that is really, really hard. Right. But if you are there with your husband and your kids, no, no, no. No. No, they, the husband should take the kids to the park. Right. Or something. Or the husband should do the grocery shopping. Right. But right. it's probably that the mom probably wants to get out of the house to do the God show. She's bless. like, I'm just going to go to the grocery store. I know. But the husband doesn't want to be left home with the kids. And so yeah. he's like, well, I'll just, we'll just come with you. Yeah. And then there's a family of seven and the husband's leaning on the cart like a walker. Uh -huh. Like he has a broken ankle right. from the war of, from the Cracker Barrel War. <laughs> he hasn't been able to walk straight ever since the Cracker Barrel War when Cracker Barrel fell. Yeah. Get out of my way. Number yeah. five. Number five is the acting performances in any show or TV Show. A show or spouse. No. Um, any TV show or movie that I'm watching. Okay. That's your business. It's so my business to the point that I don't even realize that sometimes it takes me out of the story. It totally does. Right. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and so um, I'm constantly, I'm watching and I'm like, are, are they making an honest choice right now? <laughs> Like I love being dumb. Like, would I make a choice like that in this situation? Was this an active choice? Was this does, a passive choice? Does that make it more enjoyable for you? I think so. Okay, okay, that's Especially great. Especially if it's a good script. And I watch how the script and the actors kind of play together yeah. and weave their, their wily tales. <laughs> <laughs> I think about this often because you are very smart. Our friend CJ and Christ is very smart. Yeah. Our, and you are an actress, and our friend Cindy is very smart, and she is a director and a playwright. Uh -huh. And all of you, anytime we see, watch a movie or we're all watching a show together, <laughs> are like, I just don't know if the choices <laughs> that Greg was making in episode five of Succession were honest. <laughs> and I'm like, wasn't that funny when um, Greg said the dumb thing? Like, that's what I saw. And everyone else is like, it feels like we're telling a story... <laughs> That's perpetuating the myths of capitalism, but that the people telling the story aren't being honest about where they fit into this narrative. Oh, my God. 
And I'm like, did you guys see how Shiv served Tent in that one scene? So I get it. Yeah. I, I think it is it is tricky, I think. Right. It does take you out. It, it was really tricky. Um, you know, I think that, well, I was just going to get into Shiv, but that's not what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> You're like, so, speaking of Shiv. So... <laughs> By the way, I saw the best, did I post this on my Instagram? I saw the best interview question and answer from, um, is it Kieran Culkin that's in? Kieran. Kieran. Okay. I couldn't remember which Culkin it was that's in succession. Someone in an interview asked him, is there a role you would love to play that you don't think you'll ever get to play? Did I post this? I think you did. And he said, Mrs. Lovett in Sweeney Todd. (laughs) He said, I sing along to that musical. I always sing Mrs. Lovett's Ah! parts. He's like, I want to see. Oh yeah, I did post it. He's like, I want to play Mrs. Lovett and I probably never will. And I am like, Somebody make this happen. Somebody make it fucking happen. Somebody make this happen. Yes. I would watch the hell out of that. Anyway. Ooh, who would play Sweeney? My number five. Oh, who? Well, are we done talking about your number five? I mean, we have to be, or I'd be here for an hour. (laughs) Okay, you're getting, you're ready to go home. You're getting tired. No, that's not what I meant. Okay. I just have a lot to say. Do you have honorable, do you have honorable mentions in this? Okay, okay. So my number five, and again, this is going to be someone you've never heard of who serves cunt. Uh Uh-huh. But it's Renee Rapp. Do you know who Renee Rapp is? No, I don't. Okay. So Renee Rapp uh, sort of famously or sort of, uh, I think kind of her first big breakout is she played um, Regina George in Mean Girls on Broadway. But she didn't even originate the role. She was like the second person that played Regina George. Um, Then she was on a show that's on HBO right now called The Sex Lice of College Girls. Have you seen the show or heard of the show? Anyway. She's a beautiful, blonde, lesbian bombshell. Oh. Well, actually, I don't know if she's lesbian or... I know she's queer. I don't know if she identifies as lesbian or not. But I think... I know her character is a lesbian, so maybe that's why I'm thinking that. But I know Renee herself is a les- is queer. Uh-huh. She um, is also, like... So she's, like, a Broadway singer, but she's also, like, a recording artist. Okay. And so she has a couple albums. She just released a song called Snow Angel from her new album, and it fucking slaps. Does it really? Yeah, Snow I love Angel. it. I mean, you might not like it, because it is a little... It feels like an album released by a Broadway singer. Like, it's a little poppy, but it's a little belty, you know? But she is my business. Okay. I fucking love her. Okay. She's so good in that show. Yeah. You should watch that show, The Sex Slice of Sex College Girls. College Girls. Okay. Yeah, it's very sexy. Very funny. It's sort of like Sex in the City for young people. Like, it's about, like, car- girls in college for the first time who are sort of, like, owning their own, like, sexuality right, and whatnot. Right, because they moved out of the yeah, house. Because of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But very funny. Anyway, I'm obsessed with Renee Rapp. She's a little bit bitchy in real life. Uh-huh. Serving cunt, like I said. I mean, it's just, right. it's it's basically my number two all over again. I feel like I should have saved a funnier one for the end. Because no one cares right. about Renee Rapp. Well- but let's get into some honorable mentions. All right, honorable mention for me. Let's just go. Let's go back and forth. So you do one, then I'll do one. The clouds. <laughs> Those are your business. I like to watch what they're doing. Okay. I like to if if they are white, not so much. If okay. they're gray, right. I monitor them every fifteen minutes. We've had a we've we discussed this, but we have had a a thunderstormy cool spring or in Utah spring, and it has summer. been a bagel oh it's not even early summer it's not even summer yet no but, yes. but it is but like we're almost to summer yeah, almost. and we, it is not it has not even been hot yet I know. and it is a bagel it is and, oh god and on days when the clouds are particularly dark yeah hugging the very green mountains because yeah. it's spring because it's, it's rained a lot I snap too. a picture I send it to you 
and Courtney and I say bagel. And then you rub one out. I kind of do. Yeah, and then you rub one out. Yeah. Uh, my, my number one honorable mention and only bit of goodie, Lee Pace. He's my business. Oh, man. He's 6'5". Yeah. How could he not be everyone's business? What's your number two? The moon. Okay. So I, I feel like this is hand in hand with your number one. I like to uh, see where it's at, to see how big it is, how bright it is, yeah. what phase it's in. And when it's full, I feel like I am having energetic download. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Uh, my it's number my two, noodles. Like all kinds? Yeah. Chinese, Japanese, Italian, Italian Asian, Thai, Greek. Thai, do Greek t- I meant to say German. Oh, because <laughs> like, they have those like they have those like spetzel that are kind of noodly. I don't yeah. know if Greeks have noodles. They probably do. I'm sure. Anyway, it's all my business. Noodles are universal. I just want to eat a noodle. And yeah, a noodle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three. Do you have another one? I do. Okay, go. I need to know if you have a gun in your house. <laughs> hey, fair. <laughs> yeah. And if you do, I'm not coming over. I mean, I I just want to have a discussion with you. Like, why is it there? Like, are you okay? Also that's married? fair. Let's have it. A- <laughs> like, what? What are you doing? So, I made a new friend recently who is a lesbian and who is married and was in the military. So she has guns, okay. and it was kind of a weird moment for me because I because I also like know her, and I'm like, okay, you're a smart, sensible person. Yeah. But I was like, but guns. But why? but also you were she was in the military. I know, but why do they need to be at home? I don't know. We didn't really get into it's it that much. So. Odd to me. My number three, emotional support baths. That is my business. <laughs> What's the most you've ever taken in one day? Four. Uh, Probably. Uh, like literally four times filled up the tub, got in, got, in so got out, maybe took a nap, maybe uh, jerked off, maybe sounds, watched a show. Sounds like such a good day. Woke up, stressed out, filled the tub, got back in. You know what? This reminds me of another honorable mention. Okay. Are you out? Because I have one more. I... I but now you I'm got out. this one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so go this Here's one. Here's something my that last is one. my business. Okay. Learning to do things like that. Have a day like that where I take a bath and then nap and maybe masturbate and then watch a show. And That's then, everybody's business. Right. I'm trying to make it my business and, and I'm getting better Give at it. Give yourself that gift. Because I always have this thing in the back of my head that I should be busy. No, I know. I know. You Mormon, know? Mormons, Mormonism taught us that. Yeah. Capitalism taught us that. Right. But listen. Yeah. Number one, sometimes you need a good busy day. Like the other day, my Adderall shut off just the right brain cell <laughs> and I fucking cleaned this house <laughs> for wish. three hours. Right, right. And I scrubbed down cabinets. I was wiping down appliances. What's your dosage? Uh, 10 milligrams, but it's a short acting one. So I do it twice a day. Okay. But some somehow Same. it just like clicked in and I was Superman and it felt so fucking good. Uh-huh. But then a day like today, I had therapy today. So it's a little bit more of like a calmer day. Yeah. And I've done a few things, but like just playing video games, eating some leftover noodles, looking up pictures of Lee Pace <laughs> online, you know? You were doing all the things that are your business. That are my business. The last thing that is my business is himbos. Just, I just love a beautiful, dumb right, man right. so much. Which is why you want the orange tabby. It's tab. why I want the orange tabby, but yeah. I want the orange, I want the golden retriever man. I want the orange tabby man. Yeah, yeah. Just a beautiful, right. dumb and CJ doesn't believe me because she thinks I need someone intellectually stimulating. <laughs> and maybe I do for like, for when I get married. Wait, what about if gay people get married? Because then it's not supporting the patriarchy. Or is it doubly supporting the patriarchy because it's two men? It's a whole separate conversation okay. to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about what if gay men get married in a castle? Does that make it different? So anyway, <laughs> himbos, they're my business. 
Okay. I, I just it. I just love it. I love a cute himbo. Right. Just be dumb and hot. And would it's you so want great. To live with one or just have him come over from time to time? You know what I would want? Here's what I would want. Yeah. So CJ sent me a podcast episode from the pot. Oh fuck. I why do I do why do I start talking about things I'm not prepared to talk about and then I don't have the information in front of me? It was probably Beach Too Sandy Water Too Wet. Oh, it was it was an episode of Beach Too Sandy Water Too Wet. <laughs> no, it was an episode of a podcast called Fuck. I'm trying to find it. Um, and of course I typed her name wrong. The podcast is called You're Wrong About, which I've never listened to before. You're wrong about. But this episode was about lesbian seagulls. And it was basically, it's actually a really fascinating episode. So you're wrong about the episode title is Lesbian Seagulls. But it was basically about the idea that like one of the sort of key conservative arguments about about queer people Mm -hmm. that started with Thomas Aquinas in the middle in medieval times, who basically made this up is he just said, this is, this is a crime against nature because it doesn't exist in the animal kingdom. And this whole episode was like, here are the 25,000 examples of where it exists in the the animal animal kingdom. kingdom. So anyway, but one of the things, God, this is a long explanation. Um, One of the things that they talked about, like, because we have been, taught to believe that the only evolutionary benefits like darwinism teaches us that the, but that evolutionary benefits are things that that because like can be we can reproduce and pass on to the next generation like the mm-hmm. like the the creatures most likely to reproduce are the ones that pass genes on to the next evolution next generation blah 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 yeah yeah so therefore you could make the argument that homosexuality does not serve a purpose because it is not it does not give a reproductive advantage. Uh-huh. But then there's all these examples, and the one she talked about the most was Bonobos, and I'll get back to Himbos in a moment. Okay. But the one she <laughs> talked about the most was, like, that, like, Bonobos monkeys yeah. will, like, like, let's say they find, like, some honeycomb in the forest. Okay. There are two things that will happen. Either the Bonobos will fight each other, almost kill each other to get the honey. Right. Or the male Bonobos will have a big orgy suck each other off or whatever. Oh my God. I don't know if the, they actually suck, but they'll okay. basically have like homosexual sex. Uh-huh. They'll all come. Uh-huh. They'll all be exhausted and then they'll share the honey because what? they're in sort of this like orgasm haze. Oh my God. So like there are advantages <laughs> in, even in the animal kingdom where this sort of like, like homosexual behavior can be advantageous because it can you know, it can reduce tension. It can, you know, reduce territorialism, like whatever. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I want to, that's the himbo I want. Okay. I don't know if we want to live together. I don't know if he's my boyfriend. Uh-huh. But like every once in a while, he just comes over and I give him a blowjob. Right. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, and, and he's, and he's real dumb, but he's real pretty. Because that's key. And he's real nice. Because that's the other key. So he's just real pretty and real nice and real dumb. So yeah. he, we, he does not come over and watch. Macbeth with Francis McDormand and no we don't watch that we maybe watch half an episode of Drag Race okay and then we're blowing each other (laughs) anyway that's my business all right yay I'm not even going to do a commercial for our Patreon because we never record content anymore but thank you to all of you Patreons who still still support we're still supporting we're trying we're trying yes Um, we appreciate your support for uh for us just recording episodes. Thank you. Yeah. Once once every three and a half weeks. <laughs> um, do you want to record again tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, great. Let's record. Are we still tomorrow. recording? We're still recording. Okay, great. Um oh wait, are we? Hold on. Maybe this whole thing hasn't been recording. <laughs> just kidding, it has. Okay, that's all. This all is right. hot drinks. Tell your friends. Tomorrow night. Tell your mom. Tune in. For a second episode. If I get off work early. Oh yeah, I'm off at eight. What time are you supposed to be off? 
maybe nine. Okay. Does that work? Yeah. I mean, if we're both, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's going to be great.